So you are listening to Aim for the Bushes. I'm your podcast person, Pavlo, also known as JPav, also known as Pav, also known as Pavi. And today, once again, I am alone. Normally, I have Maggie the Mags with me, but because of the current quarantine measures, we are all separated. For those of you that don't know, if this is your first time listening, welcome. Also, Maggie the Mags is the person that does the soundboard when we record. Unfortunately, like I said, because of the pandemic, we are doing everything separately. So if any audio sounds off or anything like that, that's the reason why, because things are being done a little bit differently until this pandemic is over and we can go back to our normal recording method. Before we get into today's topic, which if you have not read the title or description is about inflation and what I get annoyed about concerning inflation. Before we get into that, our non-legal legal disclaimer, which is that these are just my opinions that are stated here and same with other episodes, so previous or future episodes, depending on when you're listening to this, and those of others who appear on the show, just our opinions. So we are not saying that we have the ultimate truth or that our viewpoints are the correct viewpoints and that no other viewpoint is valid. You are welcome to disagree. You can agree. It's better if you agree, because then, hey, no arguments. But if you disagree, you can you can do so. So feel free to disagree. So today's topic, as I had previously mentioned, is inflation. So why am I talking about inflation? What is inflation? <laughs> I don't know. Inflation is like a weird money economics thing. It basically kind of tracks how the value of money changes over time. And it's something that you always have to consider when you're talking about the price of something compared to the price of the same object or similar object in the past. So if you need a dictionary definition of inflation, I will give you that just so if it's a concept you're unfamiliar with, it's kind of like economics in general is kind of weird. But basically, and I'm not an economist, nor have I studied, I mean, I've taken a few courses in economics. It can be very interesting. Uh, You know, that's your thing. But it's weird. That's just my observation. It's, It's very weird. It's very strange. Supply and demand, that kind of thing. Again, the value of money over time. Money itself is a weird concept because it's something that's completely arbitrary, especially given that a lot of currencies are fiat currencies, so that means that they're not tied to a resource. So sometimes, uh, especially the uh, U.S. dollar, you may hear that people want it tied to the gold standard. So basically, the U.S. dollar was like equivalent to the value of gold. So that means you could technically trade whatever your dollar value is for that amount in gold. But there are limitations to having a a resource-backed currency one being that is that is a finite amount so there's only so much gold in the world or so much only so much gold held in the u.s that because it's backed by something that amount has to exist so if your currency gets in trouble you can't really do anything to change the value of that currency because it's tied to a resource that exists in the real world that's why most of it is our fiat currencies which are not tied to any kind of resource and again it makes it even more arbitrary but it allows for greater flexibility when trying to control interests and all that stuff. Anyways, it's, it's, that's more complicated than you even want to get into because, like I said, I'm not 
I'm not a professional economist. I did not study economics. But I do know a little bit about inflation. So like I said, definition of inflation here is a definition from investopedia.com. So this will give you some idea if you are not familiar with inflation as a concept or as a definition. So the definition of inflation is that it is a quantitative measure of the rate at which the average price level of a basket of selected goods and services in an economy increases over some period of time. It is the rise in the general level of prices where a unit of currency effectively buys less than it did in prior periods, often expressed as a percentage. Inflation thus indicates a decrease in the purchasing power of a nation's currency. So if you did not understand a word of that, (laughs) I don't blame you. But basically what it's saying is that money loses value over time. And so inflation is a way to adjust for that. So why am I talking about inflation? Well, the reason why I talk about inflation, because like I said, the value of currency changes over time. Generally, money loses value over time. Now, if this is something that you are not familiar with, don't feel bad. A lot of people I don't think are aware of this. It's not something that I was aware of until I started, well, started, until I took like an economics class. I did uh, micro and macroeconomics in university. I took those two classes. And so one of the first things that you learn is like what I've said, I think for like 50 times now, is that money loses value over time. I'm repeating that because it's important for you to know if you are not familiar with this. So basically, if you have a dollar... And again, this is what inflation is talking about. So if you didn't understand that definition, this is basically what it's saying. You have a dollar. With that dollar, you can buy a certain amount of stuff. But if you hang on to that dollar, so you keep it in your pocket for 20 years. So now it's 20 years later. You still have that dollar. The dollar value of the coin itself has not changed. It still says $1 on it. That is still true. But now what you can buy with that $1 will be less than if you had spent it 20 years prior. So you think, well, how is that possible? It's it's a dollar. And this is where I say it's weird because I'm like, yes, because of these things like inflation. <laughs> because it loses value, money loses value over time. Like it's a hard concept to understand. Uh, anytime I, I, I did any mathematics or economics or whatever, and there was a proof or a theorem, I was like, just accept it. Just accept it. Money loses value over time. Don't argue it. Don't try to overthink it. I think you'll probably drive yourself mad trying to understand why that is. To to me, it's not important. Just know that that's what it is. Because I remember, this is a little side tangent, as if you're a regular, regular listener, you know, I love a good side tangent. But when I would take math classes and there was a theorem, So basically like a formula. So if you have like y equals mx plus b or you have the quadratic equation, just a simple example as a formula. You always have this one kid in class and there are other more complicated formulas, but I don't know them all off the top of my head. You'd always have one kid in the class who would like raise his hand and be like, sir or ma'am, whoever the teacher was. How do we know that's true? Or they try to debate whether or not that's true, that this formula is something accurate that we should use. And it's one thing if you don't understand it, I, I get that because not everyone understand. Like, like again, like if you don't understand the idea that money loses value over time, like I get that because it's a weird concept. It's not something that is inherent in us as to why that that would be true. 
but you'd always have that one person that was like wanted to debate whether or not that the the formula was correct or want to know see the actual like proof of how it's valid and i'm like yo this is like beyond what we're like we're doing calculus like level one you know people have been doing this math since like newton so what like four or five hundred years ago and always be like do you think right now you are going to disprove it i'm not saying it's impossible but but, but come on we're not here to debate whether or not the formula is valid it's except the inform like i never understood why someone wanted to argue that or wanted to see the proof that is real or that the the formula is valid so the teacher will just be like oh, look if you really want to get into it like let's talk after class or something but it's really not it's outside the scope of the class that we're doing just accept it as true sometimes we would do it and I always hate it like if you ever done calculus before you do the derivatives through like the chain rule or whatever you would you would learn derivatives through first principles to kind of like show you that by doing the chain rule that it's valid but first principle would be take so take so long to do and then once you know okay you can do it through chain rule okay cool wow that was a lot easier and I understand so you see how but do we have to do that for especially when a lot of the later formulas become the proofs for them are very complicated and you have need an advanced level of mathematics to even understand it and i never understood why someone thought that oh yeah i'm gonna like disprove that the, that the formula is wrong anyways back to inflation so why am why am i upset about inflation now i'm not upset about the concept itself even though even though it is weird and i i don't understand why that it is the way it is, but like I said, just accept it. If you're confused as to why money loses value over time, just accept money loses value over time. The reason why I'm upset about it is not that. I'll accept that, like I said, accept it. It's that people complaining about how things used to cost less back in the day. Now, this is something that maybe you're blissfully unaware. I'm like, great. That is great if you don't come across this. But now maybe you know, and maybe you'll be more aware of it and notice it more. This usually comes from, uh, if you haven't listened to previous episodes, but I am someone who is a fan of shoes. So I will watch YouTube videos about shoes. So people on YouTube who, you know, discuss shoes that are coming out or re- quote unquote reviews. I have an episode about YouTube reviews. If you want to go back and listen to that and you can hear my opinions on, on, on that. But, you know, I still I still watch people. They discuss you know things about shoes this could be th- th- this applies for like almost anything that has any cash value which is almost everything so it's not just shoes but it's where i come across as most so they'll complain about how nike just as an example is always raising the price on shoes or on air jordans let's say let's say air jordans because i have like definite numbers for the air jordan and we'll get into the numbers in a second. But they'll complain. They'll be like, oh, they're raising the price on us. They're raising the price on us. Right? So anytime you're discussing the price of something in the past. So this could also be for video game consoles and stuff like that. Like, again, anything that has a price. It's better to think about it with something that has a monetary value attached to it than with cash itself. Because like I said... The value of cash decreases over time. So even though you have a dollar, it says a dollar, what you can buy with it is what changes. That's what it means. So your purchasing power in the definition that I mentioned will decrease over time. 
So just before I get into talking about prices of specific things like shoes, I will just say that's why it's recommended that you invest your money instead of holding on to it in a bank account or underneath your mattress. I don't know if anyone actually holds money underneath their mattress, but that's why you want to invest money. I mean, if you can. You want to invest it because it'll collect interest and actually grow over time instead of just losing value over time if you were to keep it just in like a regular checking account or like I said, keep the cash under the mattress, but you know, basically outside of an account. You can keep it in a jar or a piggy bank too. But basically, if you keep the physical cash just sitting somewhere, whether it's in a bank account or in your house or buried in the yard, I don't know, you're going to lose value over time. The way you don't do that is you invest it. Now, depending how much risk you want to take on, you can take on riskier investments or you can take on more stable, quote unquote, safe investments. And, you know, depending where you land on that spectrum, over a period of time, your money can shoot up wildly. You can lose my, uh, value wildly. So it depends where you want to go. But generally, that's why you want to invest your money because it should grow instead of just lose value. But again, investing is complicated as well. That's why you should probably seek a financial planner or advisor or something like that to assist you if, if you decide that you want to invest your money. Anyways, back to the prices of things because this will help illustrate what I mean. So... I'll watch a video and Air Jordans, I'm going to use this all in US currency just to keep it simple. Currently, an Air Jordan 1 OG High, which is a type of Air Jordan 1, goes for, I think, 170 US, like I said, US currency, but I'll reiterate that it's US currency from time to time. So it goes for 170. So people will complain, they'll be like, oh, because last year there was it was 160 for an Air Jordan 1. And then if you get a special edition, it could be 175, could be 180. Generally non-Air Jordan shoes, Air Jordan 1 shoes, so basically 2 to whatever, will be anywhere from 190 to 200 to 220. And that range could, could be as low as 185. But let's stick with the Air Jordan 1. So... Like I said, Air Jordan 1, currently 170. So like I said, I'll watch people complain about how much the price has increased. So like I said, $10 from last year. So it was 160, now it's 170. And so this is this is a topic that comes up from time to time whenever the price increases. So it's not just last year. When the Air Jordan 1 came out, it was $65. So $65. Now it's 170. So people will say, oh, it used to cost $65 for an Air Jordan 1. And I've seen it on different channels that I watch where they complain about the price going up. And sometimes they say, I don't, well, I heard it has to do with inflation. I don't care about that. But you have to care about that because you can't compare prices from different years because of inflation. Because like I said, money loses value over time. So back in 1984, 85 in this release, it costs $65. And like I said, today costs $170. So you think, oh, wow, it jumped $100, the price. But like I said, you can't compare prices like that. You have to convert it into $2020. Or you convert the more recent price into $1984 or $1985. I'm not going to get into how you calculate inflation because that is 
way beyond what I want to talk about. But you can find inflation calculators, so you can easily make this calculation because uh, you can do it on the internet quite easily. So basically what you do is you put in the year, and you put in, so in this case I'm going to put 1985, and then you put in the price, so $65, and then you put in the year that you want to update it to with the inflation, so adjusted for inflation. That's why you may see like movie box office earnings, you will see adjusted for inflation and not adjusted for inflation so not adjusted is just how much it made so if a movie came out in 1920 and made a thousand dollars that's a thousand dollars in 1920 the money and then you'll see like a movie that came out let's say in 2010 and it made you know 13 million or 1300 million dollars right so you think oh the 1300 million dollars one made more than the thousand dollars one but you gotta put them in comparable terms before you can make that comparison because right now they're they're considered two different values or two different units of measurement if you want to think of it like that it'd be like comparing like centimeters to inches or like pounds to kilograms it's like if something is 10 pounds and something is 10 kilograms you can't say that they're equal you have to put them both in the same units of measurement before you can say which one is heavier so the money works in the same way why it's easier to think about it with a product that has a monetary value attached to it because you'll see in a second so if we take the price of an air journal one in 1985 which is 65 dollars and then we update it so we add in inflation we get how much that amount would cost in today's money so for 65 dollars that becomes $157 if it were updated to this year, to 2020. You can see that the price has gone up not by like $100, but the price has gone up by like about $10 if we're going around that $157 to $160. So before they made that $10 change, because last year, like I said, Air Journal 1 was $160. Again, this is American currency. Before it was $160, it was pretty much right at inflation. So it cost about the same. So again, your $65, if you kept it in 1985, if you held on to that money now, in 2020, like 35 years later, you would not be able to buy that Air Jordan 1 because you, you, you're stuck with that $65. You would need about $100 more because, again, the amount that you can purchase has lost value. If you had bought the Air Jordan 1 back, in 1985, yes, you would have enough money. We're not taking tax into consideration if there's a sales tax, depending where you are. Because some places don't have sales tax. So that's what, that's what is meant by money loses value over time. So that what you can purchase with that dollar amount loses value over time. So as you see, your $65 in 1985, if you held on to it and put it under your mattress or in your piggy bank, you would not be able to use it to buy that product in today's money. You would have to get more money. So this is an important thing to remember when comparing prices to things. And so it annoys me to no end when I see people complaining about how things used to be cheaper. So here you can complain a little bit because most of the time they stay within the rate of inflation. So before they did this $10 increase 
Nike was within the rate of inflation. So if they kept it at 160 for the base price of the Air Jordan 1, it's like, yeah, the $65 now becomes 157 in 2020. So it's about the same. Like I said, you can round it up to like about 160 or you could round it down to 155. But now they've added 10 extra dollars on top of it. So they went a little bit above inflation, but nothing egregious. I mean, would I rather pay 160 to 170? Yeah, of course, I'll always take the cheaper option. But it's not like if you go just based on the face value of the $65, it's not a $100 increase. Because again, you can't compare money from one year to another year without putting it into the same terms. Again, through inflation. And you see this with other things like the cost of video games, the cost of movie tickets. I know everyone's always complaining about, oh, a ticket used to cost uh, $10 and now it costs like $15, let's say. But again, you have to adjust for inflation because the company does it too because they know inflation exists and they have their rising costs in terms of whatever it is in their overhead or their research or you know paying their bills, whatever it is. All these prices are always in flux. They're always changing. So they also have to account for those changes on top of the rate of inflation too. So the, these things kind of like play a price into it. So I remember like if the year is like, let's say 2000 and a movie ticket costs, let's say 10 bucks American. I'm going to put 10 bucks American just because I'm on the, the American site here. And so that comes out to in 2020 money, that comes out to $15. So if now it costs you $15 to buy a movie ticket, then they're at the rate of inflation. So they're not really overcharging you because that's the equivalent amount of it costing $10. It's the same thing when you hear back like in the 10, 1910s or 1920s, you know, you could buy like your week's worth of groceries for 10 cents. But that value of that 10 cents was different than it is now. It was higher back then, you know, because that 10 cents. So if we go back, if we put 1920... And we do 0.10. That's the equivalent of a dollar thirty. No, still not a lot of money, but like you could buy several things for that ten cents. So if you had fifty dollars back then, that's the equivalent of having six hundred fifty dollars American today. So if you have fifty dollars back in the nineteen twenties, you're pretty well off. So you could buy quite a bit. Now were you super rich? No, but if you had that in your pocket, that to you that was pocket change. I mean, that's like someone carrying around like I don't know five hundred bucks now, right? That's not that's not an insignificant. It's not the craziest amount of money. Like if you had a thousand dollars in nineteen twenty, that's equivalent of like thirteen hundred bucks. So, I, so if you had a thousand dollars back then, you're like you're pretty balling. Now you're the most rich person ever. No, but that's not an insignificant amount too. It's quite a bit. So you always got to remember. If you're going to complain about the price of something and now, if you do infl you do adjust for inflation and you see that, oh, this used to cost like, like I said, $65 in, in 1985. And now it costs, let's say Nike was charging you 250 for Air Jordan ones. Then you could go, okay, well it was one, it's 160 at inflation. So they're, they're charging way beyond the rate of inflation. Now, that would be an absurd amount. Now, that would be something worth complaining about, but you do have to take that into effect. You can't just look at one price like that. You have to make the adjustment because, like I said, the value of money 
you know, decreases over time. So if you look at an Air Jordan 11, just as an example, it originally came out in 1995 for a price of 125. Now Air Jordan 11s generally between 190 and 200 or 220, around that range. So again, you may look at the original price in, one, uh, in 1995 for $125, again, US. And now you see, oh, it's, let's say it's 220. So we can say it's like about a $100 increase. And you would think, oh man, it used to be so much cheaper. Again, you gotta adjust for inflation. And the reason, again, why I bring this up is because I always see people complaining about these price changes and how they're changing year over year. Or, you know, every five years, Nike might make an adjustment on what they charge for certain shoes. And again, all companies use not Nike. I'm just using it because it's an easy example. I can find prices uh, pretty easily to give like accurate comparisons here. So if we look at how much that is, so 1995, it is 125. So in 2020 dollars, that's 213. So if they charge, uh, usually it's a more premium version of the shoe or a special collaboration or something where it's 220, but it depends. If they charge 220, like that's about at the rate of inflation, it's 213. But okay, you can round it up. I mean, I wouldn't round it up, I'd round it down, but I'm Nike, so I'm gonna round it up 220. But again, some come out at 190 or some come out at 185. I don't think I've seen any at 180, at least not recently. So if it comes out at 190, like actually they're a little bit lower than the rate of inflation. So it's a tiny bit cheaper than if you were to buy it in 1995. If it's one, again, where it's a little bit more expensive, where it's a 220 cost, again, US, you're paying a little bit slightly over inflation. So it's a little bit more expensive than if you were to buy it back in uh, 1995. But that's how you have to look at it. You cannot just take the direct price because of something inflation. Like I said, inflation, like it's weird. It doesn't necessarily make sense as to why this is the case, but this is how it works. And you're better off just like accepting it than just saying like, well, I'm you know, going to wave it away because I'm like, well, that's just how everyone operates at this point. Could you ignore inflation? I don't know. I don't know that you, that you can ignore inflation. You can have a lot of serious consequences because I was listening to a podcast about ancient Rome and it's one of the subjects. I, I like history in general and ancient Roman period is one of the periods that I like learning about. And they were going through, because I know some people sometimes say like, oh, economics, it makes no sense. It's all made up. It's all arbitrary. Well, let me tell you something. Everything <laughs> basically is arbitrary. A lot of our cultural customs are arbitrary, but anyways, that's not the point. So during certain periods of the ancient Roman Empire, they would have hyperinflation. So hyperinflation was is, is when inflation goes like out of control. That's why you have like centralized banks because they're supposed to monitor the value of the currency and make adjustments to make sure that like hyperinflation doesn't occur. So hyperinflation was money loses value real fast. So that's where things become super expensive because your value, the purchasing power of your dollar is so weak that you can't really buy anything. And so that would happen in ancient Rome where, and I'm like, how does that happen? Cause like economics is like, I won't say it's like other kinds of science, but it's kind of like science in terms of it's like, 
explains like observable phenomena in this case monetary phenomena and it's just like because they didn't have these economic as far as i can tell i mean again i'm not one an economist so i don't know all the history of uh, of economic theory and then like i'm not an ancient rome (laughs) expert as well in terms of like their monetary system i'm sure there's someone who knows that kind of stuff because i'm sure someone's interested in it but from my uh, little bit of knowledge that I know, I'm just like, I'm just going to assume that they didn't have these economic principles laid out, at least not to the level that we have currently. And it's like they still had like inflation or hyperinflation. And it just kind of like boggles my mind. I'm like, how did they have that? So, because like economics like that explains this stuff. So, if you've read anything into economics, usually like people observe, okay, like why does this happen? They come up with economic models or theories to kind of explain why these properties exist and how like our money, our value of our current of currencies behave. And part of it is uh, is inflation. Like you saw it in Germany at the end of World War One when they had to pay off the massive debt that they were forced to pay off by the Treaty of Versailles, and the German government decided to print tons and tons of money because they were like oh yeah we owe let's say just say a billion dollars we'll print a billion dollars worth of money but that caused hyperinflation because their currency was too available and it weakened its purchasing power you may think how does that make sense i'm like i don't know (laughs) i don't have an answer on that one other than inflation it has to do with supply and demand there too that kind of like dictates uh inflation and again that's why you have like a central bank that regulates interest rates and all that stuff and how lending and borrowing occurs to control the rate of inflation to make sure that it doesn't go through these periods of hyperinflation. So something like that, if there was a central bank, they should have been like, no, 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 don't do that. That's a bad idea. And you had it in the U.S. too. Uh, economic crises or collapses in currency before they adopted a centralized bank because of like things like inflation and all that stuff and wild fluctuations in the value of currency and stuff because there wasn't a central agency monitoring that kind of stuff but yeah so that's why it is important and i get annoyed anytime i watch a video or read something about or even hear someone complain about how things used to be cheaper did you adjust for inflation and it really pisses me off when people are like Oh, I don't care about inflation. Like, that's just made up bullshit. And it's like, it may be made up bullshit, but it is something that happens. It is something you do have to take into account. So before you get mad about how things used to be cheaper, remember the importance of inflation and make sure you take that into account before you make your final judgment on whether something was cheaper or not. So we're going to end it there. This week is a bit of a shorter episode. Only of one subject for you today and not going to super great length or detail or ramblings or tangents trying to reduce that just a little bit see how that goes see how how y'all respond so like i said we will end it there so thank you once again for listening i have been your podcast person pavlo also known as jpav also known as pav also known as pavi and yeah remember inflation is important don't complain without considering inflation first if you're going to complain about how things used to be cheaper in the past. So thank you for listening. Peace.